that's going in there. I know it's going in there. I love when you make those sound effects because then that's how I can start the intro to the to the episodes. You're cringe bot. That do you really mean that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't even know what that means. You don't know what that means. Yeah, you're right. I don't. Exactly. What's a cringe bot? A bot that's cringe? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, I think you might be a seed that landed on the path. Because that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the realest. <laughs> that was the realest. I, I, I don't know. Explain what that face is. Um, straight, straight face emoji. But if that didn't give it away, I don't know what will. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the, the In the, the Fire, Fire podcast. podcast. We don't actually do that every episode. Yeah, we don't. We just did it today because he just likes to mimic me. Movie. Yeah. Okay. Because he, he wants to be oh, me. All right. He wants to be all me. Right. But anyways, welcome back okay, to the podcast. Now. We love you. We thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or watching us on YouTube. Check out the TikTok. Check out the Facebook. And Lewis, what is the most important link in the description? The link... For the Patreon. The fam. The family. Yes, it is. Check it out. You want to be in Bible study, you want to talk, talk to us, Q&As, just please join it. Join love it. love you guys. It's a and beautiful time. And for those who are already time. in there, yep. we love you guys too. Yeah, last, last week we had an amazing Bible study time. So make sure you don't want to miss out on that for the next one. Join it and be a part of the family. But welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the episode today. Uh, you guys have been loving the content where we do Bible studies together. And honestly, we love doing them. Yeah, it's fun. Because it's fun. we're learning as we as we read it. And so we're like growing alongside you, which was the whole of goal of this podcast. So yeah. it is an awesome time for us to grow while you guys grow and we grow together. And we, uh, you know, tell you our perspective on the stories. And then you tell us in the comment section too. So we love your feedback. Make sure to leave your feedback in the comments. Share, like, comment, all that, all that beautiful stuff. But today, today we have a good one. They're all good. But today we're fast forwarding to the New Testament. The New Testament. One of the Gospels. And today we're actually talking about words from Jesus. Jesus himself. The words from Jesus himself. Yeah. Today we're talking about the parable of the sower. Oh, the sower, the parable. All parables are math fire, by the way. Any parable Jesus says, anything Jesus speaks, fire. I love that he spoke that way though, because he could have just he could have just said flat out. Oh yeah, could just oh yeah, Ma- master but teacher. Master. Ex- that's what I'm saying. Like so intellectually advanced that it, he God, God he, himself on the earth exactly taught like this. Just saying that. For a reason. For a reason. Because now, 2,000 years later, we're studying his words, yet his we words can somehow find new interpretations to it and feel a type of way. Because if you would have said flat out what he was <clears throat> trying to say, then everybody would be like, all right, cool, lesson learned, mm. and we're good to go. But now it's like, oh, shoot, we can reread this, reread this, reread this, and always find something like, wow, that's, mm. that's powerful, that's good. Mm. And so today... We're going to read this parable. It's found in Matthew 13. So if you want to follow along with us, yes, Matthew pull 13. out your Bibles. Yep. I've got a NLT Bible right here, and so does he. So we kind of be reading we it. We only NLT. read NLT. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, actually, we no, actually no. compare a lot of different versions so that we can see what is being said yeah. for each. NLT is, pro- is just the easiest to read, and so it's the easiest to follow along with you guys. Um, because if we did like... Uh, we do encourage you to read and compare different versions. Just, absolutely. Just to get like the main idea absolutely. from all of them. because I, I recommend ESV... NASB, 
NLT. NIV. Uh, I don't like NLT. ABC. Much, ABC. One, two, three. Sorry. Is that blasphemy? That is it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that. No. Is that blasphemy? Because it sounds crazy, but at the same time, it's like, yo, it's not that bad of a joke. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is found in Matthew 13. These are the yes. words from Jesus. This man gets up. He stands on a boat in front of a lake. Yes. And people just go surround him. Now. Like, ju- like this is like the, popper- the, like the paparazzi of this time, but at the same time not. Because these people actually wanted to learn from him. Ooh. That's how... I, I, that wasn't that deep. You didn't have to freak out like that. That was pretty cool. It was pretty cool because people out here, like they just see him and they're like, oh shoot, he's teaching. Mm. Boom. Instant crowd. Like if I was in that time, bro, I'd follow the man everywhere. I'd be like, yo, how do you speak like this? It's crazy. And so also I want to say real quick, if just, just so we know, right. What parables are exactly because parables kind of like a Christian Bible word. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 What? It's an English word. English word, obviously, but you know, mostly found in the Bible. Sure, sure. I'll give you that. Sure. All right. Thanks for giving me that. So just so I say, parable is a story that mm-hmm. teaches a moral lesson, an eternal truth, or it is used to challenge the mindsets of those who are listening, right? Examples being the prodigal son, if those who know what that mm-hmm. parable is, that's a story, right? Of, of a son who's like, yo, I don't care when you die. Give me your money. He's talking to his dad in that moment, leaves with the money, spends all of it, goes back to his dad's sad and says, sorry, dad forgives him. Dad embraces him. Dad has a party for him and all that. And that the eternal truth in that story is just like, that's God's heart towards us. That he forgives us, he loves us, he embraces us even when we mess up, right? Same thing when it comes to the other thing about a parable is used to challenge those who listen to it. If those who know the parable of the Good Samaritan, right, that story has a lot of, you know, that, that Good Samaritan phrase, like we hear about it a lot, but we don't mm-hmm. actually know. It's cool because we don't really know what, what it really means. So like, you know, in biblical times, there's a place called Samaria, right? And in that place, like, the Jewish people at the time didn't like people from there. People from Samaria were called Samaritans. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't like them because they, you know, they intermarried with Gentiles, which means non-Jewish, and they were just, they didn't follow the law. Right. So they, they just had this like collective hate towards them, right? Mm. So Jesus gives this, this, this little story of this one guy who was on, who's going to Jerusalem. And as he's going there, you know, with his donkey, he gets, he gets robbed, he gets beaten half to death, and is just lays on the floor, dead, right? And so three people pass this guy. First guy is the, a priest, you know, he walks by, he sees the guy. Then we should do a whole episode on we this. Should. Yeah, we should. Just real quick, real quick. Okay, real quick. I'll give it. Walks by, doesn't do anything, walks by this guy. Just didn't just doesn't help him at all. Next guy's a Levite, a person who knows the law, knows all this stuff, has a lot of biblical knowledge, mm-hmm. sees him, walks by. The third person is a Samaritan. He walks, he sees this guy that's half dead on the floor, and then he actually gets down, bandages his wounds, puts him on a donkey, brings him to an inn pays for like a lot of nights for him to be taken care of and then he leaves and so this whole story is about like the one person who you guys dislike and who is the least likely that you think to love somebody mm. actually love that person and so the question jesus said is like who was the person who's actually loving their neighbor and the hatred for samaria was was so intense that when he asked that question the the people listening didn't even say the samaritan they said oh like the guy that was that the good man that showed him mercy because their hatred was so intense, they didn't even want to say the mm. Samaritan, right? And so what Jesus says, go and do the same thing. They're telling these guys, these religious yeah. people, right? Because the Samaritan doesn't have as much knowledge, profound knowledge as this, as all the other like Pharisees, all these like you know like leaders of the temple and stuff. And he's saying, you go do like what he did. And it's like what? But that's an example 
of a parable challenging. Now, with this parable, it's really interesting because Jesus talks about four different ways mm -hmm. a person might react or respond to hearing the gospel. And the interesting thing about it is, as we're reading, you might feel like you're one of these people. Mm -hmm. And so be very expectant in this episode because it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And be real with yourself, like as we read this, because the whole the whole thing about the word of God is is to reveal things in our hearts and reveal mm. uh, God's truths. Yeah. And so a lot of times, like some of these some of these passages are just for us to reflect on and be mm -hmm. like, wait, is this me? Yeah. Do I need to change? Do I need to do better? Do I need to seek God more? Or is it like, I, I mean, once we start reading into it, we'll, we'll talk about it on a deeper level. Let the so. Bible read you. Let but, the, dang, let the Bible read you. All right, I'll start. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. So verse one, right. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. So this is when we get into the parable of the sower. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but they... But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they did not have deep roots, they died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as mm. much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Hmm. So... With that last verse, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. I um, love that. It's just like, you know. I love that. My, my ears do hear Jesus. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> like, yo, Jesus, are you being for real? You sounded mass spiritual, and now you're saying my anyone, anyone, has ears anyone with hear? ears to hear. I don't Jesus. get to choose if I hear, or do you? Oh. Because the whole thing about that phrase is like, are you willing to hear a spiritual truth? You know, will you push aside the discipling you've gotten from the world and from what people have told you, from your friends, from your family, the the the, the truths that you have gotten from people? Mm. Are you willing to put that to the side and receive something new that might be unfamiliar to you? Are you willing to receive that spiritual truth? Mm. And that's what he's saying there. Like, do you have ears to hear? Or are you going to be hard-headed and say, no, I don't understand that. I don't want to. No, that doesn't make sense to me. Right. It's like you have to have a heart that is open to receive what he's trying to tell you. Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to say. I feel like that last verse is is basically saying should you have a open heart mm. to the words that I'm saying then you will understand. Then you understand. Yeah. Right. And so I mean let's let's break it down. Let's break it down, right? So we have this farmer and he's planting some seeds. Yeah. And so when you plant seeds, you kind of just throw them. You mm. just throw them into the area. You you don't really like, it's not like those tree plant, tree seeds where you yeah. get down, you open the hole and then mm. you put the big seed in and then 
No, no, no. Here, it's a bunch of seeds. You're just scattering them everywhere, throwing them, right? You're preparing for uh, the season of, of har- not harvest, but uh, where uh, all the plants are starting to grow. And so you want to put all these seeds down, right? Obviously, what is the goal of a farmer? Get as much crops as you can, mm. plant as much seeds as you can, have them grow in the uh, fastest and most um, efficient yeah. and healthy way, right? And so Jesus talks about these seeds, right? He says, as he scattered them across his fields, some seeds fell on a footpath mm. and the birds came and ate them. Mm. Okay. So what do we what do we feel about that? They fell on a footpath, meaning that's where people walked. Yeah. Right? So the, this area is not very fertile. It's not, At all. it's not good for a seed to grow there. And the birds came and ate them. Okay. What does this mean for us? What what is what is Jesus trying to tell us from from this seed? Hmm. This is the 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 person that hears the word of God and the enemy just comes in and snatches it away. Yeah. To me, this speaks to the people with hard hearts that we have been evangelizing to for a long time. Maybe it's somebody in your family. Mm. Maybe it's a friend that you've talked about Jesus to for a long time. You've invited them to church for a long time. Maybe they came once or twice, and yet they just never gave their life to Jesus. Mm. They're kind of that seed that landed on the footpath where it's like you heard the word of God, but the enemy had a veil over your eyes. Mm. You heard the word of God, but it kind of meant nothing to you because the enemy just snatched it up, right? Mm. The, the seeds didn't even get a chance. Mm. They didn't even get a chance because the birds, boom, came in, ate the seeds. Mm. Yeah. And so I think for a lot of us, this speaks to the people that we've been trying to evangelize to. Mm. Right with some of these seeds have landed on the footpath where people step on the this the soil is not good, it's not fertile, and the birds just come in, doesn't even give the the seed a chance to even start to grow none of it. Mm. The birds just eat it. Right? And then we see other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under this hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Huh. Mm. Interesting. This seed reminds me of the people that heard the word of God, had a quick moment of joy and a quick fire. But the second a difficult situation came up, their faith took a turn. Mm. And I think I think that's what it represents um, with the hot sun, right? Yeah. It's that difficult moment where you're not in the ideal conditions. Things in life aren't going your way. And so now you're just like, you know what? You heard the word of God. You kind of started to like sprout. You started to come out with your faith. And then boom, life happens. Yeah, difficult moment, and you're like, Mm-mm, "This is not for me," mm. and your faith takes a turn. Yeah. So I ask, you know, could that be some of us? And I think for some of us, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know if this represents a person as a whole, 
or maybe seasons of a believer hmm. because I think both. I, I think it is a bit of both because I think it's possible that a lot of us have been that seed before hmm. right where our faith and our understanding of God wasn't as advanced as it is now and so before when difficult situation came up we're like you like your first um the first thing you turned to wasn't God and so your faith kind of took a turn there too and the seed dies Okay, then we see the next seed. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Okay. What about that one? Yeah, I mean, like when it comes to the thorns that choke out, right? And kind of just like, I guess, whatever whatever type of faith or whatever you were believing in, like the, the kind of whatever relationship you were already trying to like create with God, yeah. these thorns just come and like choke it out. And that just could be straight up just like, you know, worry, okay. worry and stress and life choking out like any faith that you have, anything mm -hmm. that, that you might be like, maybe I should, you know, bring this to God. Maybe I should pray about this. Maybe I should do this. And like that mm -hmm. stress and that worry in that situation, whatever it is, is just like choking all, all like your whole faith, all your faith, all of your belief, all of your hope, all your love. It's just being taken out because the situation is so, so difficult. Yeah. And so that really hits. And that's why, I, you know, I think a lot of us have stories of people who were believing in God, but then something happened. Mm. And then their faith left. And I think this honestly applies to that. That somebody could be super open, super open and super willing to follow God and follow Jesus and, and learn more about Jesus. But then something happened, something happened, and that just just choked out any faith, any hope, any willingness, any openness they might have had, and just shut it down completely. Mm. And so that's what I see there. Mm. I mean, I think that one correlates a lot with um, the one before. The one before, yeah. Because I think this one, I think this one talks a lot about the um, kind of the world, right? The the believer that hears the word of God. But it's choked out by the what the kind of what the world has to offer and what the world is trying to teach you. Mm. Right? It's like because of the thorns, the seed is not able to grow any longer and it is pierced by these thorns. And so when you when you try to grow spiritually, but you're too involved in the world and you're still being taught by the world, your spiritual growth is is stunted mm. and even killed at points kind of like this seed and so i think i th i think this is this is what jesus is talking about and then we see in the next one the the final seed still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop with that was 30 60 and even a hundred times as much mm. that had been planted okay so now so now we have this other seed that fell on fertile soil and produced way more than what had originally been planted. You know what? Let's fast forward. Let's see what Jesus has to say. Go ahead. I bet. So <clears throat> later in the passage, like Jesus like actually explains what he's saying in this, in this actual, uh, in this passage. So at verse 18, this is what he says. Now listen to the explanation of the parable of about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath 
represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes mm. and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So right there, that first one we had is like, again, what I envision is somebody who listens to the word and like, it's like, you know, maybe they, they went to church one day or something or a few days, a few, few, few times, and they're listening to the sermon and listening to the past. Maybe they watched the video on YouTube. I don't know. They're just hearing it and they're listening. But it could be, again, that discipleship of the world that is kind of counteracting with what they're hearing at the moment. And so maybe that's the case that they're just like, you know, like, but no, nah, I don't know about that. I don't really understand. What do you mean, Jesus, that like, you know, it's like almost as if, you know, their heart isn't a hundred percent open to receive. Like, it's like, maybe it's like at 50 or 70, like or 30% to open to receive and 70% is like just their own thoughts and what they already think. And it could, just, or it could just be that they don't understand. Mm. And so what I also see there is like a lack of, a lack of uh, action towards wanting to understand more. It's like they hear it and they don't understand it yeah. and that's it. They don't like go out of their way. Hey, what does this mean? You know, like a no interest. Cause I mean, if you don't, you know, like what's that verse? Like you reap what you sow, right? Yeah. So if you don't sow a lot, you're not going to reap a lot. So if you don't like try to learn, you don't try to hear more, try to understand, try to hear what God is saying. You're, you're most likely not going to hear it and not understand it. Cause mm -hmm. you're not, you're not being open to it and you're not making the action or the, the, the effort to actually understand and hear and receive and, and, and respond to what is being told to you. Instead, you're just hearing it, not understanding it, and kind of just pushing it away. And so maybe you realize why you're not growing or why, like, I still feel the same way I felt since last year. Mm. I don't know. It's like, just, are you, is there action? Is there like, are you moving? Are you trying to understand and trying to listen and trying to receive what is being told to you every time you hear a sermon, every time you hear somebody speak to you or, or tell you something? Like, right. you know, because if not, because you don't, act like act to, to learn more whatever you've already learned is going to be taken away basically because you're not going to think about it like you're not going to mm. be thinking about it so it's going to just leave and you're going to be worried thinking about a bunch of other things that aren't jesus and that's what i take from there we continue and then the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy mm. but since they don't have deep roots they don't last long they fall away as soon as they have problems or are per persecuted for believing God's word. So, so fun fact that I, I preached about this, hmm. this, this exact um, moment in this parable of the, of the sower, right? And so again, like this one, I do feel like a many people have gone through this. And hmm. again, this could be a person who, you know doesn't really believe anymore or for you as a believer right that you've had moments of pure joy listening to a sermon in a worship you got prayed for maybe it was during a worship concert i don't know whatever situation it was that you were just in god's presence and you just felt so much joy so much happiness and you're just like man i want to take god seriously like I actually want to give my all to the Lord and, and and give my all to Him and really take Him seriously. And you have that desire and have that desire so badly, and you you say I'm gonna stop doing this, stop doing that. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna do everything I need to do to make sure I'm following God with all my heart. But then, you know, something again, something has to happen, right? Maybe people, like maybe your friends and your family aren't receiving your new faith well, and mm. they're just being mean to you, uh, just mocking you, 
making fun of you, anything like that. Maybe something goes on that's that's like a big stress. Like just something goes on, a big stress in your life. And instead of going to God, in that moment of that big stress and that big worry and that big situation, you go back to your old ways, you forget about the Lord, and you try to figure fix it yourself. You try to fix it the way you always done. Like, oh, I've always done this, so I'm going to try it this way because I've always done I'm used to this. And you don't go to God. Mm. And so in those moments of like mocking and people not receiving it well and people telling you things and people acting different with you because of your faith, friends acting different with you, maybe you're losing friends, whatever the case may be, or maybe a harsh situation. And because of those two different things, you're just like, all right, I, I don't like what this is doing to me. Mm. But that's the outward, right? You should and you would love what's happening in the inside. But because, you know, your your eyes are so outside and so just like looking at what's going on outside, you can't even see what God is trying to do in you because you're worried about the wrong things. And so that's what I see there. If it's a person who receives it with joy, but then things happen, then you're just like, nah, because there's no roots. Like, have you given yourself time to have roots in God, to spend time with God, to grow in your relationship with God? Have you given time for there to grow roots? Because with no roots... It's going to be very easy to take you out of the, the soil because mm. there's no roots. And so that's the question. Is this pertaining and does this apply to how you feel? Mm. And maybe this has been a cycle for you where you have joy. Something happens. You forget about God. You put God in the back of your mind. You stop thinking about him. But then one day you go to church, joy again. Oh, my gosh. I want to take him seriously this time. Something right. happens back into your back of your head, back into the same place he always is in. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, when will this cycle stop? When will it be real? When will, mm. you take, when will you take him seriously? When will you really receive the fullness of who he is and the fullness of what he can give you, right? Like he will give you all when you give him all. So when are you going to give him all and not just for a day? Mm. That's what I see there. Uh, I love that because it's like, a, a call for us to go deeper in God's love. And so if you do feel like this seed, I think it's important that, first of all, we notice that and we say, you know what, I think it's time and I think God is calling me to go deeper in the sense of let me grow roots and let me dig them down. Because when mm. you have roots, it becomes 10, yep. 100 times harder for you to pull that plant out. Right when you when you're pulling out little little plants, if it has no roots, you don't need. You could use two fingers, but when you have a thick tree, ones that mm. have thick roots, deep rooted it, it, under a freaking house, that's how big some of these roots are from these trees. Mm. Try pulling that out. You're gonna need. Oh my! I don't even know what you're gonna need. I was gonna say yeah. like ten Ford trucks, like full fours, mm. trying to pull it out, and it won't yeah. work. Yep. Because when the deeper you have your roots, the deeper you have your faith in God. And so, for some of you, with these, if you do feel like this seed, and you are in a season where you feel like your your faith is wavered, you're putting God in the back of your head. You have the you have God in the back of your head. You feel like when situations come up, you kind of tend to forget about God. Mm. Or you only run to him when situations are hard. God is calling you for a deeper, the beautiful thing, a, a deeper love with him. The beautiful thing that God isn't even like rebuking. God isn't even saying right. being mean. He's just like calling you to more. Mm-hmm. He's like, this isn't me. That's not what I have for you. Right. Like that's so beautiful. It like is. he's calling you for a deeper connection. 
deeper love, deeper joy, deeper peace, deeper life, actual life. Yeah. That's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. But we continue. Um, 22. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So mm. no fruit is produced. That and see, right? The worries of life and the lure of wealth. So much so, like a lot of times, you know, as we follow Jesus, like there's temptation to look at wealth, to look at money as something that will give us what God mm-hmm. can only give us. Yes, money can give us counterfeits, but it won't give us the truth. It won't give us what we really need, the source of all, right? We go to money to give money to give, make us happy, to make us feel peace, to make us feel this, make us feel that. God has the true we talk about it all the time. The true joy, true peace, true life. Only he can give it to you. Mm-hmm. And so this lure of wealth is is the world and people distracting you and taking away your attention on things that you don't need to be worrying about or thinking about. And of course, worries of life. Jesus says that in this world, you will have trouble. No, they're, like the lie of Christian life means easy life. No way. Mm-hmm. No way, because now you're now you're on the you're on a different play, playing field now. Now you're against the enemy. Mm. You're not walk, you're not walking with the enemy. Now you're fighting against him. Now now he's against mm-hmm. you. Now he's attacking you. Not easy, bro. Harder, harder, bro. Uh-huh. Way harder. You went from playing on the bench to actually playing on the yeah. Field. You're sitting on the bench now. You're actually playing against him. Like and it, the, the funny thing is, we already won. We walk yeah. in authority. We walk in in pure, the authority, the power that God has given us to use. Mm-hmm. So we have that authority. We we were fighting a winning battle already. And a lot of Christians don't know that, mm. but we need to know that, that every day we have the authority to say, go to any sp- evil spirits. Mm-hmm. Like we have that authority that, we, that, and we just have to walk in it because either we're always going to have it, but it's your decision if you're going to walk in it or not. So realize that because you have to walk in that, right? Anyway, sorry, I got a little tra- sidetracked, but. D- demon episode coming in soon. <laughs> what? How to say that? How to say it? So what? Yo, it, it's like a little trailer, little not trailer. Um, what's the if, word? if you got to this part of the episode, congratulations! Congrats. You know that there's a phenomenal episode. Phenomenal coming. episode coming soon. Special guest. Special you will guest. be very happy with it. Anyway, you'll receive a lot. Anyways, yeah. The worries of life in this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. Jesus did not say in this world, if you don't believe in me, you will have trouble. Mm-hmm. Nope. He said in this world, you will have trouble. Talking to the believers. Right. What? Wait, why Jesus? Like, why easy life? I thought, nah. No, no, no. But he says, but take heart. Mm. I have overcome the world. He has overcome <laughs> what whatever it is. Whatever it is that you're struggling with, that you're like bugging over. Mm-hmm. He's already overcome it. He's overcome anxiety, depression. He's overcome it. Like he's, he overcame it already. And we are more than overcomers. Mm. he overcame it already and so we have to have that faith to be like lord i know you got me because you you know how i feel you already overcame this and i'm trusting i'm trusting and putting my faith in you because i know you're faithful Mm. i know you're faithful and we say that a lot like lord you're faithful but like what does it mean it's like he's faithful like he's gonna actually do what he says right he's gonna actually help you out 
Like that's what faithfulness actually means. But a lot of times we forget that. And we just, we, we walk in worry. Mm. And we walk thinking that other things will solve that worry problem. That's the problem. It's that we get distracted and think that other things will solve the problem only God can. But where are you going? We, as people, have made God the God of the last resort. Mm-hmm. That you go to God after you've gone to everything else. And that's the problem. He is the only one who can do it for you. Nine thing else. Go to him. Because if not, the worries and the lure of wealth, and I would even say the lure of anything that you think will help you out, will, will let, let you fall away yeah. from the faith. Yeah. You have to remember who's first and who can really do it for you. Yeah, uh, I love that Jesus mentions that last part. Because it's like saying the desires of this world are what's going to choke out that that growth and that mm. deep rootingness for the plant to grow. And so I actually relate to, to this seed quite a bit. And I think a lot of people do in certain seasons of their lives where, where you get so caught up with what the world can offer you yeah. and you begin to chase and you begin to chase and chase and chase that you forget the glory of God and and you forget what's most important what's most important which be, is being in his presence and having a relationship with him and so all of a sudden the plant stops growing and you get angry that the plant isn't growing mm. but that's because your attention your attention is in the wrong place. And because there's, you didn't even realize, but if you would have stepped back and looked, you would have seen that there was a thorn choking out the plant the whole time, stopping it from growing. And so for us, as this seed, I think we are called by God that it's time to cut the thorns off, mm. rip them apart so that the gr- so that the plant can continue flourishing. And so what does it look like for us to get rid of these thorns? It's, it's knowing and prioritizing God and putting him first. Checking and, what your priorities and desires are. Exactly. Exactly. And for me, what I learned from, from uh, recently with a season like this is that sometimes we try to fool ourselves and we tell ourselves that, okay, if I just do this for God or let's say pray and read my Bible and do the church disciplines the good christian disciplines then god will in return give me what my flesh desires let's say money oh i want to be wealthy so if i go deep with god i will be wealthy and so naturally that like we try to fool ourselves by saying okay the closer i get to god the more money i make and so it kind of it kind of becomes this false thing, and that thorn that right there is is the thorn to the plant. And so what I realized through God revealing this to me was that the that the wealth would be an addition, but it wasn't even something that one should even be thinking about because you should be so in love with God and so in awe with God that the plant grows and naturally. The, the, th- the thorn kind of just gets ripped off by God. And so I think for this, we are called to draw closer to God, but in a way where we are so awestruck by Him, mm. so in love with Him, right? Seek first the kingdom of God with, with, with all, I mean, love God with all your soul, your, your mind. 
I'm I'm butchering it right now. Your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, that's a, like a mix between the, the one in Deuteronomy too. Yep. But that is what we are called to. And so I think it's awesome that Jesus brings up that that um, lure for wealth, that desire of of what the world has to offer. But when we start to look at what the world starts to offer, we stop looking at what God has to offer. And so we need to shift our focus, which, which is something that we talk a lot about on this podcast, is shifting our focus to things that actually matter, the important things, which is God. Anyways, the rest of the seeds. Yeah. <clears throat> and then so the last one, right? Verse 23. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word. And produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. And so it's cool because also a way to view this parable is, you know, for the people that, for those who are in ministry that, that are working, you know, to, for people to be saved and to see yeah. fruit in what you're doing. It's crazy because the ratio that Jesus gives us is four to, is what, three to one? Right? It's like for those, for a person who actually received it and life changed and, and, and it's producing a harvest right. of, of 30, 60, 100. It's like, we have to remember like, you know, even if just one person, it's worth it hmm. for anything. Yeah. If it's just one person, it's worth it. Because the ratio it gives us is pretty low. That you, you do a bunch, you scatter a bunch of seed, you do a bunch of stuff, you're like doing this, doing that, doing this. So you want everybody to be saved and everybody to receive, which is amazing. You keep on doing that even if it's just one person, it's worth it. Because that's the ratio he gave us. Three to one. So that's the way to view it too. Out of just a ministry, following Jesus, wanting people to, to, to know him and to see fruit in what you're doing. Just remember that. Yeah. That's the ratio the, he gives the, us. The way I look at this whole parable, so sometimes I put myself in the situation of the farmer. And I think, I think there's also like a different perspective here for... for um, for the farmer, right? So, we see like like I said in the beginning, when you're when you're when you're scattering these seeds, you throw a bunch without too much mind of where it's going. Right? And I think God has given us an unlimited amount of seeds. And sometimes we try to put the seeds in the perfect spot and we only spread a little bit when he's just telling us spread the seeds spread the seeds some may not land in the right spots mm. but some will and the ones that do will give 30 60 90 times more and what does that look like it's a it's a ripple effect i i introduce you to jesus you give your life to jesus you transform your life you yeah. do the same to somebody else yeah that person does the same to somebody else from my one seed, which was planted in you by me, 30 people, 60 people, 90 people made it to heaven and found Jesus. It's that seed of, let me just scatter. Let me just talk about Jesus. Let me talk to people at my job. Let me talk to people at school, my friend group. Mm. Let me just talk about Jesus. Let me show people what it's like to live with Jesus. Let me show people what jesus can do for them let me talk about what jesus has done for me those are the seeds that are being spread 
And when you do that, yeah, some people have hard hearts. Some of them may hear that and go, okay. Others may hear that and go, wait, that's actually kind of cool. Let me go to church. They go one time. Okay, maybe it didn't. Maybe it didn't stick. Mm. But then there's the one or the two that were so impacted by the way you live, the way you hold yourself, the way you have identity and purpose in God, the way you um, man, uh, maneuver life with Jesus. And they're like, you know what? That kind of stuck. And the seed gets planted and the plant grows. And little by little, they grow roots. And then they scatter seeds. And all of a sudden, you have this ripple effect of people coming to the feet of Jesus all because you spread the seeds. And so I think this parable also calls us to be that farmer that just spreads the seeds. We can't hold this faith to ourselves because this is a treasure that we found and it will be incredibly selfish mm. if we don't spread it to the world. Mm. Right? And, and not only will it, would it be selfish, but it would be disobedient to Jesus when he says, make disciples of all nations. Spread mm. seeds to all the nations. Oh, to the whole land. Right? I mean, if you had a bunch of dirt and you only spread a small area with grass, what's the purpose of that? Now you got an ugly land with half grass. And so we're called to spread those seeds to as many places as, as we can. We got to spread the treasure we found. Because life is so much better when you're surrounded by people that love Jesus. Hmm. And so wouldn't you want to be in a workplace where people love Jesus and are trying to transform their lives? Same thing with school and your friend groups. And so let's spread those seeds. And I know it's hard because sometimes those seeds don't land. Yeah. Sometimes you have that really stubborn land where you throw the seeds and you throw the seeds and you throw the seeds and the plant never grows. But one day, God will make it rain. God will move around the soil so it'll become fertile soil. And one day without you knowing, you're going to, because of your consistency, and your commitment to spreading the seeds, you did it again. And the seeds finally grew into plants. And so I think that's that's something that Jesus calls us to with the, the farmer in this, in this parable. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? 100%. And I think it's just an example of, again, how, do you, how you receive it. Like, you have ears to hear it. That's what's going to happen. If you're open, if you push away what you have learned, you have to right. You have to unlearn to learn again, mm. right? And so, if you're willing to do that, if you have that 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 willingness and that openness and that availability, and you're teachable, and you're willing, like that's what will happen. You will receive that, and you will just listen and, and understand it. It's crazy how it says, you know, for a person who hears it and then they understand it, right? And so they understand, it, and if you understand something, you're gonna figure you don't understand what it means right. and then of course that's going to lead to you moving something's going to change something will happen there's going to be an effect of what you understood there's going to be a difference and so when that happens that's when there's a fruitfulness that god will use you and there's just and it's what god does to your life after you really receive him and understand what he's saying and give your all to him we can't even put into words right we literally can't just everything he does the renewing of the mind the transforming of the mind and then of course with that the transforming of your actions understanding what actually isn't good for you again i just can't i can't i can't tell you everything that happens 
But I'm telling you that all that will happen when you hear it and understand it and then put it into the, into practice and not just being a hearer of the word, but being a doer of it. And then that's where the transformation, that's where the blessing and where you see God move in your life. And so that fruitfulness of, of the 30, 60, 100, like that mm -hmm. happens in your life. Either yeah. through God using you and just you in general, like just God using you to help other people. Mm. As freely as you received, you freely give out. And so mm. you won't, like you said, you don't want to just keep this treasure to yourself. Right. You got to give it to people, man. You got to tell people about it. Because what Jesus did to you, what he did for you, he can do for everybody else. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that. Mm -hmm. And so you got to tell them because there's going to be a lot of people in your life that you are the one who needs to talk to them. And that's something that we've thought about a lot. The people that's in your life right now, you're probably the only person around them that can talk to them about Jesus. And so when you understand that, let that push you yeah. to speak to them. Wow. And for, again, no matter what, you know, you're throwing the seed. And we, again, we understand the soil that is talking about is just our different reactions, our different heart responses, and that seed is the word of God. And again, like where it says, you know, we plant, like we, we put the seed in there, we water it, but God is the one who brings the increase. Yeah. So no matter how you, if you see that seed grow and come to pass in their life, at least you planted a seed. Or if someone before you already planted it, you watered it. Mm. And then eventually, whether you see it or not, the increase will happen because that's on God. If you see it or not, whatever. At least you did your part in either planting it or watering it. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and so if you are the seed that gets the the bird comes in and yeah, takes you. on the path. Or if you are the seed. The rocky that, soil. The rocky soil. Or if you are the seed. With the thorns. With the thorns. We pray for you. And we, and we pray that God's word do in, in a, an incredible transformational job in your heart and in your mind. And if you, you know, as you hear this and you relate to anyone, like we just said, as you relate to it, remember that we say these things for an encouragement. Yes. That, that we understand that your eyes are open. I think having your eyes open is the most beautiful thing in the world. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful and so amazing. When like you read something, you hear something, and you're like, wow, that's a beautiful moment. And if that's happening to you right now, as we just read the, this parable, and you feel maybe something in your heart, some sort of conviction, some sort of feeling in your mind, and you're like, oh my gosh, maybe this is me. I relate to that one or this one or that one. This is an encouragement. And as we said before, it is so beautiful that God calls you to more. It is so beautiful that God says, I want you to receive more of me. This is nothing. I want you to receive the fullness of what I can give you. And so this is what this is. This episode is a call to you. A call for you to no longer be in whatever soil you're in and for you to receive the word, understand it, and for there to be blessing overflowing in your life. Because mm -hmm. this is for you. This is what God like this is what God wants for you. You know, God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to receive all he has for you cuz that's what's best for you. And I, and deep down, you want that too. No matter how what you're thinking, how you feel, if you think this is this whatever this this thing is is good enough for you, it's not. And you know deep down that you need him. And so let's 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 do it. 
Yeah. Let's do it together. There's no shame. There's no judgment. There's no, we're not saying this to make you feel bad about yourself, making you feel like you're a terrible Christian. No, this is a push for all of us mm. and a reminder and hopefully an eye opener to anyone. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you, whether you're listening on Spotify, or watching us on YouTube. We appreciate you guys. We do. We love you. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this episode. We hope you guys got something out of it. We hope yep. it was an encouragement and you got some wisdom out of it. And um, we love you guys. And we'll see you guys for the next episode. Peace, Peace. out, everybody.